Hey, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds and markets for the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, and oh so much more. Great new and existing user promotions. This is what makes it America's number one sportsbook. Let me count the ways. Easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings in as quick as two hours, and the same game parlay is where it's at each and every sports day, which is basically 365 days on your sports calendar, and you can discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started ASAMP, but be sure you sign up with the promo code MINUS3, that's the word MINUS, the number three, so they know we sent you. Hey, birthday boy, Eddie Spaghetti, let's start this episode. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. And yes, like we just said, they're happy 30th birthday belated by one day to Eddie Spaghetti. Not a happy one for him as his Rangers fell on the banks of the three rivers. The Rangers now in a 1-3 hole against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But... That's good news, bad news, depending. Let's talk about that for a second here, Eddie Spaghetti. But I do want to let you all know, your requests have been heard. Joining us momentarily, Matt Money Smith and Handsome Hank Hodgson. Can't wait to kibitz with them. But first of all, happy birthday, Spaghetti, and how did you spend it? Uh, I spent it by not watching the Rangers. Uh, it was an easy decision to turn that off because I did that the other night when they were down 4-1 as well, and they stormed back, and then obviously the fifth goal was scored, a couple uh, empty netters, whatever. But uh, this one, same thing. I, I felt pretty confident uh, about this game. I thought that they, they were going to go and take care of business, then head home with the series tied up. But um, it's not gone this way. I mean, in reality, the series probably should be 2-2 just because of the game one call, which just still does not sit well. But I think that this team, maybe the Rangers underestimated the Pens. They just didn't think they were on their level. Uh, I don't know, you know, if you want to be happy as a Rangers fan and say they're kind of ahead of schedule, you weren't supposed to go this far this year. If you, it helps you sleep at night, sure. I, I can't really do that because I, I know how windows are in sports, and this is a window they had to strike, and you're not going to have another 50-goal season from Kreider. You're not going to have another Vezina season from uh, Igor. You're not going to have another a fantastic season by Artemi Panera and, and, and Adam Fox. Everything just kind of clicked. They were a deep team. And again, I know they're young. I know their their future. People are saying is not, uh, you know, this still the next couple of years. But this is just uh, this is really just tough to swallow to go out the way they are going to go out. And uh, credit to the oh, Pens, I- credit to the the the, the Crosby line specifically. A guy is thirty five years old. He's really been one of the best players in the playoffs. So look, and again, you know, NHL playoffs as a whole have been kind of wacky this year. A lot of people that I thought were sure things. Florida Panthers, one of the best teams in hockey, they're struggling. Uh, you know, the least Lightning series, least people are high on them. Even Calgary struggling. It's just been not people expected that's the beauty of it so uh i I think overall though i'll be able to enjoy the rest of the playoffs because it is it is exciting well i'll say i'll say this this really is minus three is really the epicenter of uh, tale of two sports cities here i'm on i'm in heaven and stunned by the results we share that we're both stunned by the results you're sick in your balls about it it really is crazy um i got a text to name drop here the guy who we had on last week josh yoey uh, beat writer at The Athletic, texted me at 9.09 uh, today uh, to say, Spaghetti can't be happy. So you're on the mind of uh, of one, <laughs> one guy covering the series there. Spaghetti, the odds for the series, and I'm not saying this out of any sense of jinx or reverse jinx or whatever, or, uh, you know, not poking the, the, uh, the sports gods. 
this series is definitely not over. The Rangers are plus 500 to win the series. The Pens are minus 690. I wouldn't suggest you bet, bet on that. It ain't worth it. But really, where the hell did this come from? The Pens limped into the playoffs for a full month. This is, It's not like they they swooned for a couple of games or whatever. They, they were a bad team for a full month, and it really does buck one of the all-time sports tropes that you can't flip a switch when the playoffs start. You got to be playing well. You got to be peaking when it happens. And it really does feel like, I don't, like the Pens somehow did exactly that. They flipped the switch. Guys who were no-shows suddenly are playing great. Kasperi Kapanen, one of them. Jeff Zucker battling injuries uh, all through the season is a real difference maker out there. Um, it's, it's remarkable and just about inexplicable to me, um, given the young skill of, uh, of the Rangers, they're wired. The Penguins are <clears throat> to overwhelm their foes offensively. Uh, the Rangers do such a good job on the four check though, that they generally don't give the Penguins room to do it. So it, it's wild. You hit on the, the main subject. It's the, you know, it, it's maybe seems a little rudimentary, but facts are facts. Sidney Crosby at age 34 slash 35 playing as well, if not better than anyone else in this tournament right now. Maybe Kale McCarr over there in Colorado. I think to your point about who has been surprising so far, I wouldn't put the Rangers in this group, but but the Florida Panthers, for all their greatness, are a little soft. So it's not that surprising. And even the Oilers who are struggling right now against the Kings... Connor McDavid's game has yet to really prove, even though he puts up numbers, is it necessarily the, their, their brand, the puck? Is it Does it transfer into the more rugged game, the tighter game? I, don't, I, I really wish I had some better analysis than saying I can't believe that the team I, I, I watch faithfully and, and, and never miss a period of their games has floored me with what they've put out there. But Jay Gensel, 31 goals in 55 career playoff games. It's amazing. I guess the other thing besides Shesterkin, the Vezina Trophy winner, this has happened. The Penguins do this to teams. They are built to to hammer you offensively, and they are all about foot on the gas, high octane, not great defensively necessarily, but they're aggressive, and the game translates because – they are always countering. That's their whole game is to try and counter you in the defensive zone and get the puck out and, and attack you. Um, Shesterkin is, is to this point, the latest victim. They, the Penguins have done this to some high-end goalies over the last quarter century. The, the, the que- I, I, I hesitate, though, to hang you know, seven goals on a goalie as being responsible singularly for, for an entire team. The better question is for me is, where did the Rangers' offense go, Spaghetti? This is not a great defensive team that they're playing. Brian Dumoulin, their second-best defenseman, is out now and has been for the last couple of games. How do you explain wh- where the Rangers' offense has got 24 shots against Louis Domingue? The way to beat him is throw pucks at him, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to throw in the loss of Barkley Goodrow, who had kind of bounced around him, they're paying him $5, 6000000 a year, and they bounced, obviously, a uh, two-time cup winner with... 
uh, Tampa, and then he he goes and and he's on the third and fourth line for the Rangers, and he's an important piece. And yeah, there are guys to replace him, but I think that that does hurt in in a sense. I think also uh, the lack of Ryan Lindgren defensively uh, pairing with Adam Fox, and I think maybe Fox is thrown off a bit with who he's matched up with, which could hurt his offensive pressure because obviously Adam Fox is a large part uh, part of the Rangers' offense um, at at playing the blue line. I, you know, I don't know how much this affects them, but I think there is some kind of mental fatigue going on like they're just they're just bothered angry you can just tell by the post-game comments and the rangers as a team just feel like things are not going their way all the lucky breaks seem to be going to the penguins and i don't feel like getting another referee conversation but i I do feel like some of those things still sting and they're in the back of their mind and i I think also playing a triple overtime game game one uh which is no excuse because the pen seemed to be okay but uh the rangers after that game one just lost all physicality and they're, they're just letting guys are right on the doorstep in front of Igor to score easy goals. Gensel, uh, who you mentioned, is a, a you know watch him on the ice. He's just not getting touched, and he's just create him and Crosby and, and Rust are just creating opportunities that are way too easy. The defense is not doing their job, uh, so I think it's a whole kind of mishmash of issues of, of why this uh, this outputs look the way it, it has. And you know the feel good story of these playoffs. I know not for Rangers fans specifically, but otherwise the world over, it seems like is celebrating Louis Domingue. He's been fine. I mean, it's a it's a neat story. The guy wasn't playing. Period. He's a thirty year old journeyman guy, and suddenly now he's uh, he's beaten the team that was supposed to uh, you know make a cup run here. And like I say, they still have a, a chance to do it. Specifically, let's pick that one. We'll make some more picks after we uh, pay a visit with uh, Money and Handsome here. But let's pick that one since uh, this game, since this series is what we're talking about. Penguin, Penguins going in on Wednesday night um, on the money line, plus 108. Rangers back in MSG, minus 130 on the money line. If you want to uh, get a goal and a half, the Penguins, uh, you can get that for minus 240. I can't imagine you want to make that bet. Rangers, if you want to lay a goal and a half, plus 195, that sounds interesting. And the total on the game is six goals. How say you there, Spaghetti? Uh, I don't think you, in good faith anyone who's a Rangers fan and wants to back the Rangers should bet laying a goal and a half. I mean, it just seems like every time the Rangers have a lead in the series, uh, which you know seemed like every game – they basically have uh, the Pens find a way to to shrink that lead and then overtake the lead. So I think laying a goal and a half is not the smart move. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers win this game, but I don't really have a good feeling about it. I think uh, it's kind of bad, uh, you know, practicing today at the time of this recording. I think Galant's making them skate like suicides, like he's uh, Herb Brooks uh, during the Miracle uh, 1980 U.S. hockey team because I, I guess a punishment of giving up seven goals in a game and, and just looking the way they have. I just think the 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 walls are you know crumbling around the Rangers here. I I don't feel good. I'm not even sure if I'll watch the game to be honest with you. <laughs> you're really you're not going to watch it at all. Yeah. You're not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> if I watch it and they win, then they're still down. It's three two, and then like you're going back to Pittsburgh and like the build that building's been crazy, and they just you know it just they the Penguins seem to have this team of destiny kind of thing. Like at this point, I like I like I would have taken this Rangers, this matchup 10 times out of 10 over any other team in the East. I think this was a great matchup for them. The Rangers dominated in the season. I thought the Pens had so many deficiencies and now it's like this, the NHL play has been so crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if like the cup final is Dallas versus Pittsburgh or something that nobody expected. Uh, You know what? I think uh, I hear what you're saying. The, the avalanche are looking like an avalanche for anyone who gets in their way. I, 
I can't make sense yeah. of what's going on. I mean, that, that, that series, though, that got, I mean, they had a nice little two goal swing again, goalie interference flaring up versus them and, and Nashville challenged it. And then they go, it was a, you know, two goal swing that changed that whole game. Like Nashville is right there. Not saying they would have won the series, but there was, you know, the two, two of those games, I think obviously the overtime game, the one goal game, um, that things could have, you know, flip flopped, but I, I, you know, they, of course they look good. They're very loaded that team, but, uh, that, that, that series could have looked a little bit different. 93 hasn't done much anything for the Rangers, but I mean, cop has really been, I think he's been the best forward, uh, for you guys. If, if the bread man hasn't been, and, uh, um, the kid line looks good that, that, you know, Adam Fox is scary. Every time he's got the puck in the offensive zone out there at the blue line, it doesn't add up what's going on here but uh, obviously i'm not complaining all right listen we'll make some other picks for you on the other side but let's catch up with our old pals matt money smith and handsome hank hodgson all right it's his time to shine let's get it on eddie spaghetti you can go yard all summer long with five dollar dinger tuesdays on FanDuel sportsbook this season all customers get $5 for every home run hit by both teams when you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on Tuesday MLB games. And the best part about Dinger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses, FanDuel's going to pay you $5 for every home run. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book, Eddie Spaghetti, who's going yard this Tuesday. Well, last week I, I named two guys in the Yankees who I said could hit a home run, but the one I went with was Anthony Rizzo, and of course Stan and Judge hit the home run. So I'm trying to figure out what my issue is and why I keep picking the wrong guys, and I, I think I finally realized it. Uh, Sal, who says that I sound and kind of look like uh, Pete Alonzo, a big, strong guy after his uh, his post-game conference, uh, I, I I think I have to go It's with identical, Pete. Spaghetti. It's I, identical. It's not It's not kind of like. It's, it's spot on. It's spooky how much you sound like him. Well, so I'm hoping now if I pick Pete Alonzo, it'll it'll break this curse of picking the wrong mm-hmm. games. And if you want to feel good about this pick, the Mets are taking on the Nationals uh, later tonight. Patrick Corbin's pitching for the Nats. He's 0-5. He's a 7.16 ERA, only 26 strikeouts. Pete Alonzo versus Corbin. He's batting 344 and 32 at-bats. He has four home runs, seven ribbies. If there ever wasn't time to break this curse, I think Pete Alonzo could do it. Uh, my doppelganger. So please, Pete, uh, go yard tonight for the Mets. There you have it. And uh, he's not even a Metropolitans fan. That's uh, I think you're trying to curry favor with Sal. Anyway, head over to your FanDuel account or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code minus three. Again, the word minus the number three to pick your home run hitter. Pete Alonzo is our choice. And make sure you use the promo code minus three. Let's work in a quick break here. All right, here we go, everybody. This is what the fans want. This is what I want. Maybe even Eddie Spaghetti wants it. I don't know. We'll get into that. We'll get into all of it. We will settle all hash. That is what I am dedicated to doing here. We are joined, of course, by two of our very favorites all time. One, voice of the Chargers, host of the finest radio show in all the land, Petros and Money on AM570 in LA and on iHeartRadio. And a new rival for one Eddie Spaghetti. It's Matt Money Smith. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, I just like to say uh, I'll ride the wave where it takes me. Release me. Release me. <laughs> See, that's already. Look at that. That's an olive uh, olive branch via song lyrics. I think Where's Eddie my phone? Spaghetti's hold on, hold on. Where's my phone? I'll hold the wave. <laughs> 
Where it takes me. <laughs> That's too tuneful. I'll hold the pain. Release me. That's oh, Pearl Jam, so Eddie Spaghetti. That's so Pearl inspired. Jam. And I think those song lyrics also lead neatly into a guy who has been released from his uh, his contract with the U.S. of A. The advancement Ooh. of his career is complete along the way. Hopefully he's made some uh, lifelong pals. Of course, he is the resident voice of the Miami Dolphins on all shows that I will ever do. And he is now the NFL's general manager of the U.K., oxymoronic as it is it's the national football league over in the uk but anyway it's our old pal handsome hank How hi dave you? hi money what a pleasure to see hi, Eddie. You. what a pleasure to see you the band oh, is back wonderful together. to see you guys how are you handsome first I'm of very all well. How are you? Well, well we'll get into acrimony or we'll resolve any acrimony uh, as we move along here but uh, first things first muzzle tub to you on the uh, the big announcement sincerely it's grand news. So true or false, your first move is going to be to move the Dolphins to Liverpool or somewhere in the UK. <laughs> I think the Dolphins would like it. And I don't think any Dolphin would like it in Liverpool. In fact, porpoises should be kept out of Liverpool at, at all, you know, at all cost. Uh, no, that will not be one of my first moves, but um, I hope that the, Dol- the Dolphins are very uh, invested in growing their fan base in, in the UK. So I'm hoping that they will, uh, they'll, they'll be over while I'm in this role. Aqua, as far as the eye can see across Liverpool. Um, great stuff, handsome. So you're going to go and you'll reside back in your in your hometown of London, yes? Yes, that's right. So, well, actually, not, not in London, outside of London. I've decided that having lived in beautiful Los Angeles and with the, you know, all the outdoor space that LA mm-hmm. offers, I, you know, I arrived here with two suitcases and I'm leaving with three children and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I don't feel like I coop them up in a, in a house or apartment in London. So we will be living outside of London. I'll be commuting into London. You guys are welcome to come and visit me at any time. In fact, it's almost expected rather than just like an invitation. Oh, the Hodgson estate. What is it like? Two acres? Is it in Derby? What are we talking about here? <laughs> I thought you were having it. I thought, I thought <laughs> you had you you Wells behind stateside. <laughs> I thought that was part of our deal. You never speak nor see them ever again. You use them for what they're worth, and now you dispatch of them. Um, all right. We. Well, I want to get into, of course, the game of football brought us all yeah. together. Sure. Um, we'll get into the game of life, life lessons. That's what Hanson kept Hank. us together. That's what yes. kept really the game of life. The thread. Kept us the thread, yeah. you know, it's, it's life that we subscribe to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Football, fine. Ancillary. Life we'll get into it. And very quickly, because we're one day removed at the time of this recording, any birthday wishes you'd like to pass along to our friend now on the wrong side of 30, Eddie Spaghetti here. He's going through a tough one. His Rangers have let him down. I thought it was very so rude. But it was very rude of, your, yeah, of his Rangers and your Penguins, yeah, to treat him the way they did on his 30th birthday. They ruined his birthday, you know, just plain and simple. Sidney Crosby's always been a giant a-hole, you know, but for him to do that to Eddie, <laughs> not okay. You know, it's a big number, 30, and to do that to him on his birthday, come Wait, on. Eddie's 30? Yes. Really? I I assumed he was mid twenties. I've I assumed I've always pegged Eddie at like <laughs> 26. He's been living hard, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many cakes did Eddie eat on his birthday? <laughs> I once asked Deshaun Jackson if he ever saw uh, Andy Reid eat an entire cake for his birthday, and he said yes. 
<laughs> oh, of course. You know, funnily enough, I watched your sports car with Deshaun Jackson just last week. Somehow oh, it, it arrived on my screen and I was like, there's some fantastic lines in there. Um, you and Deshaun Jackson aren't quite speaking the same language. It's, no. it's, it's fun to watch. But again, by the end of that car ride. Yeah, you guys were close. We were, we were thick as thieves. In, yeah. fa- in fact, if I remember correctly, it was my birthday when we were doing that. That's one, right. And he insisted and he that we bring pull over. No, but he insisted that we pull over. I insisted that we pull over so he could go into 7-Eleven and get yeah. me a gift. And he got me a Slurpee. So, you know, again, nice another one. story yeah. of football being family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while we're on the subject, you said Sidney Crosby. I, I'm curious how you, where you guys come down on this, because this is an emerging thing, I think, and it's kind of funny or conspiratorial mm-hmm. or otherwise. Where do you come down on that certain guys get calls that officials or leagues, handsome, you're way up there now in pro football, any buzz, Goodell or otherwise, ever, anybody buzzing like, it's better for this team to win than that team to win. And that would influence or permeate its way down to the referees or otherwise. Because if you surf around social media, that will be the big takeaway. The, the refs are against our team. They hate our team. Matt Money Smith, you go first. No, I want I want Henry to take I would like the okay. general manager of NFL <laughs> I, 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 I mean, UK I mean, to take much, this one, actually. Dave, you, you kind of just caught it there. It's like if you, if you poll everyone, everyone believes that everyone's against their team. So, I, you know, like – on the one hand, there's a general consensus that decisions are being made that favor someone, but it's never the team that you support. It's always the other team. And so in the end, everything cancels itself out. Of course, that's not happening. Who is the uh, Dave, who is the muscle on, on the pens? Who is the uh, who is the protector of Sid Crosby? They don't is really a, have a guy for see, that. See, that's, that's what I don't understand. Liability. Yeah, that's, why Gretzky's playing, and that's why uh, Nancy Gretzky uh, was held to a different standard because you weren't allowed to touch him by the time he was 20 years old. It was understood league-wide, you don't touch him or you're going to get what for from uh, from the league office. Same with Crosby. Not, that's that, the that, not true that's the about Sidney Crosby. That's the problem. Absolutely. You know, if I'm the Rangers, I grab him by his smarmy-looking face and I just jam it right into the glass because I hate him so much. Because he cross-checks people, he slashes people, he never gets freaking whistled. He's such a punk. He do you plays really through the think whistle. That? Do you really yeah, believe that? I do. I hate your stupid Penguins, Dave, and I hate your stupid top 30 <laughs> list. And the only reason you put it out there is so you can put the Penguins center at number no, one. No, I didn't. No, that's, I didn't. that's the I only reason my, you do it. It's the only years. reason you do it. For, I, I ranked, of course, I've, I've ranked, of course, 30. I franchise the best position groups in all of sport, or at least North American sports. Um, and the Lakers at Just center so were number one until recently. One, I mean, whatever. it's it's inarguable. If you've watched 87, he has been the star of these playoffs. But anyway, well, I, I, I do find it uh, a funny thing, and I'm sure you have to deal with a lot of that money as the voice of the Chargers. Is that the char- I do love the idea that it was floated that the Rams should play the Raiders in the season opening game. I don't think the Rams would necessarily love that when, when the stadium uh, no. is, no, is no, no uh, Raiders, 80% uh, Raiders. Yeah, no Raiders, no 49ers. Just yeah. uh, as long as you avoid those two, you're fine. And But you know what? Yeah, whatever. I keep telling people they make such a big deal about it in the, for people not in Los Angeles. As long as there's electricity in the stadium, that is all that I need. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. When you have asses in seats and noise and just juice from the fans, it truly is the most. I would rather have that than have a half empty stadium 
you know, like some of these spots where we see games played right now. USFL uh, games wish they had half a half a yeah. They have a dozen people in there. Well, watching. listen, Wait, I, all, I, all the I USFL that. games are being played in the same stadium, right? All at, uh, in Birmingham. Yeah, it's all very, so, very like, who's, odd. Who's showing up to watch the whichever team based yeah. in Birmingham? Why did very they odd. do it that way? To make it uh, easy. logistics easy, you know, yeah. cheap, cheap Not, and easy. So they don't lose money in the first year. So they can actually play a second season, which would be a rarity amongst. Well, as well, a uh, Alliance of American football veteran that never got paid, Henry, let's just see him play one season. Maybe yeah. not even get to a second season. Yeah, just play true. every game and let everybody get paid for what they did. Really? You never got your loot? Hell no. Those bums, they owe me 40 grand. <laughs> they, never they, didn't even, they didn't like ship you because you could sell some of those jerseys, I would imagine. Like some of those would be worth something now. I would oh, get, yeah. what was it? I like the Stallions, I think. Was there, was there a team called the Stallions uh, in that league? You know, you would think I, I would. Think I, Birmingham uh, had one. Oh, the Fleet, the San Diego the, Fleet. I remember that. I remember them. There was definitely like, there was a team where where it was like the, I don't know, the Giddy Ups or the something. They, they I think kept, that's they, what it was. The Giddy Ups, <laughs> uh, the Sweet Cheeks, <laughs> the Salt Lake Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> tapeworms there you um, go <laughs> so yeah money so it, it's uh I, i'm with you i think that's uh, you and i've had that conversation a number of times at this point i i get it that the rams and chargers don't consider it ideal for the stadium to be populate populated by visiting fans but you know that's 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 how you get by for the first half decade or decade until the new generation the 10 year olds when the rams and chargers got to LA, but for them to, you know, get a little loot in their wallet and start to, devoting it to the local football team. In the meantime, this is what you do. You populate the stadium. The energy is great. It's a pretty distinct experience. And that's that. I know it's not perfect, but um, yeah, things could it's, be it's far funny, worse, Dave, right? like, Because I live it. And for whatever reason, people think, you know, taking shots at me on social media is somehow worthwhile when it comes to who decides to buy tickets and go to the games. I just say, listen, I get paid to show up and call a game. I don't know why you're coming to me for this, but um, it is just for whatever reason, the rest of the country, it is the only thing they can they can shoot at L.A. Like they they get on Dodger fans for reportedly showing up late and leaving early. Yet more people go to Dodger games than any sporting event on Earth every single year. They get on Laker fans for being too fancy, and they are. Yeah, the stupid outfits that they wear in those first five rows, and, you know, they want to be seen. They don't know what the hell's going on in the basketball court. It's just funny, like, that. that's that's the dig at L.A. Every single team has some sort of issue with their fan base, and that is how the rest of the country says, well, I never want to live there. Look at those yeah. fans. They're, yeah, it's embarrassing what they got going on. Let's get into it. Eddie versus money. Eddie oh, money. Boy. Eddie slash money. Well, there there was some uh, some unpleasantness, handsome. Apparently, I got a little too aggressive, Henry, in my in my back and forth, in my give and take with Eddie, and it's Eddie's all spaghetti. and of course it's all made up fault. here. Oh, was that? Why is Eddie not part of this? For the listeners, when I joined the call earlier and and first arrived, Eddie was on the screen. There definitely was like a palpable atmosphere. Was that mm. what that was about? No, I well, uh, listen. I think we need to get into this here. Um, since last, well, money's last appearance, um, infamous in, in some corners. In fact, uh, the aforementioned, uh, around the NFL host, Dan Hanzoos, uh, got in touch to say, I, people are buzzing about money's last appearance on the show because someone's got to move the needle. There was a back and forth between Eddie Spaghetti, who loves Pearl Jam, of course. Yep. 
and money disparaged Pearl Jam. He said of all the bands to go and see repeatedly, why Pearl Jam? And this was the 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 source of uh, of the acrimony. And uh, since then, just this past weekend to celebrate his thirtieth birthday, Spaghetti went to see Pearl Jam what? twice at the Forum. So. Um, Hanzoos pointed me to the Reddit page for around the NFL. And are you ready for this money? Are you ready to take your medicine now? What, what do I, what do I, what kind of medicine do I take every single day? I mean, <laughs> if there's anybody that's ready to take some medicine, my goodness, I've grown, I've grown such a tolerance. You're going to have to put it in a gallon jug. I'm about to drink the whole damn thing. Let's go. I love Judge it. Handsome. Judge Handsome, you must weigh in. The honorable, put on your white wig or whatever you need to wear to yep. feel comfortable to, to uh, weigh in on who's right and wrong here. These are just comments. I've never liked the guy. Just comes off as arrogant, entitled, and condescending. He's always rubbed me the wrong way for whatever reason. Last week, he ripped in Daddy Spaghetti for his Pearl Jam fandom. It was very intense and seemed quite personal and aggressive. <laughs> it crossed the line. Even Cousin Sal demanded an apology. Just putting this out there for anyone else who heard it and was shocked. Sure. <laughs> people people sure. were shocked. And here's the best line. Is that like the opening thread? Is that the opener that everybody could then this comment is the upon? First, this is okay. the first note. Gotcha. And, 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 and this is my favorite part of this particular chunk. The guy seems to have some serious Napoleonic syndrome. <laughs> You're, aren't you like 5'10", 5'11"? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you have a Napoleonic personally, syndrome. Personally, I have a Napoleonic right. syndrome. Yeah. So maybe that's what he was Next. saying. Now, he can't really tell my physical stature from where I'm sitting, but uh, personally, internally, you know, my constitution could yes. be Napoleonic. I thought money was very arrogant and seems to harp on and on about the same thing over and over during a pod, like Greg's outfit or something. He waffles and tries to dominate the convo. Fair point. I mean, why Have not? Have you seen some of Greg's outfits? Right. <laughs> Looks like he bought them in the child section at Target. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to look nice. I don't wanna... Here's another one. He's a bully. He finds the meek one in the room and targets <laughs> the meek one. Poor, poor meek spaghetti. Spaghetti could rip all three of our heads off in one single fight. Now <laughs> I will say this: he's, he's the meek one. Not in my defense, but uh, in a in a stand against myself, I will say this: I knew the second I said it. Why is Eddie not in this? Does he not want to be in it? I don't know why he has not joined why. the conversation. He's, he's shy. He's me. He's me. Very, always no, me. I, could, I, could, not me. I could join him. I didn't want to interrupt. I knew the second, right before I said it, I was like, oh, this is really going to upset him. And and sure enough, when it did, I got so excited. And that's why I really kind of shifted into fourth gear. But I said, how many, Eddie, how many freaking times can you see better man? And I knew he was going to lose it. <laughs> that was what did it. And I could see when I said it, he went, they don't play better man all the time. They've got a different. If it's a bit, time, you don't know. If it's a about. bit or a, if it's a bit or a character, it's poorly conceived. <laughs> <laughs> I worry. I worry. Some people may not have enough kind folks in their lives to feel this behavior between colleagues is normal or entertaining. Disappointing. <laughs> Wait, you don't have enough. <laughs> kind why is everybody? Why this is what? Uh, 
Now, one of the recurring themes for me is why has everybody at this juncture in, in mankind's history turned into a scold? Why is everybody leading with that? Like reprimanding right. everybody, parsing everybody else's work. Now I will say. People are disappointed. I mean, you, you asked me to put the wig on before yes. yeah. we can make any um, claim on whether, you know, money was right, wrong, whatever. I'd like to hear from it. Like Eddie, how genuinely, how did you feel after it, after the last um, session with money? Like, did you did you feel like at the end? Did you feel better about yourself, or do you feel worse about yourself? Did money bring you up? Is he see someone who raises the people around him, or did did you feel crushed? <laughs> did you feel crushed? I, by, I don't like the way you put that, okay. Judge. Objection. Thank you, uh, thank you, Judge Hank, for giving me the floor. No, I, I legitimately like didn't care. And again, like you know, people on Reddit. <clears throat> They have the right to say what they want, but I think when you're spending that much time on a show Reddit and you're saying all these like thoughts that like you're so far removed from the actual situation, um, it could be a, a negative thing. Again, post all you want. I'm not trying to attack a community, but I, I think it's a little absurd to say this stuff that they 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 said. Uh, you guys, I've known you guys for how many years now? Since like 2016, and it's been the same jokes. Like, why would anything offend me this time that didn't offend me? Like nothing. Subtle shot me. at us, I, by the way. Same joke, guys. Yeah, that was that was joke. a passive aggressive Same shot. Joke. That's exactly you what know, it what was. I'd like. Well, I'm just, but I'm just saying. Like I've heard the. I'm not that close. It's, it's, it's fine. That's, it's it's totally fine. I don't care if if you guys if everyone liked them the way you know Justin Bieber was like. It'd be way harder to get a ticket. Uh, a, a better seat than I did, so it's like I, I don't care. Like it, it's everything is is fine in my. In Do my you high five it's, like the guys around you, like strangers? Do you guys sing? Because like I noticed in your video, when you're like singing <laughs> "Release Me," I can hear all the people around you singing as well. Are you like looking at them and singing and like pumping your fist? Like, yeah, here it is. This is the one I've been waiting for. Is that what? It, is it that communal feeling that that gives you the this excitement? Isn't Eddie? Things better. I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't high five any strange. The crowd near me was good. They're all fan club right. members, and I, I, the people who were out on the floor at the forum, uh, good job, everyone. It was a, it was a really nice crowd, and and the building was loud as could be. I, I love that place, so it was, a, it was a good experience. Here's another one. Money. Somebody doesn't. I don't like him. I don't like the way he needles Greg. <laughs> we moved off this of is spaghetti pretty see? quickly. It's about Greg. It crosses the line from bantering into full-blown mean criticism <laughs> from a place of anti-intellectualism or intimidation. I actually think he's threatened in some way by Greg. Is that true? Yes. One, yes, it's true. I think, uh, everyone, I think everyone is to some extent, right? Mm. Two, and I always I always set the rules at the start of the Around the NFL podcast. As I say, listen, I don't I think Greg is condescending. His shots are subtle, and you guys just move on and you don't give him the business back. So just know these 60 minutes, I'm coming for you, Greg. And the other guys get upset because they're like, we def we, we we go after him. What are you talking about? We give it back to him. I'm like, not enough for my liking. <laughs> so guess what's going to happen on this pod? <laughs> You're going to make up. <laughs> He's a rugged competitor, that uh, Greg Rosenthal. Don't be fooled by uh, by his physical construct. He he'll oh, give yeah. it as at least as good as he gets it. From I mean, big tough pro football players. He doesn't bat an eye. He throws it right uh, back. On the at other him. hand, I and have found I with him it. that if you do. Bite back, Greg. Greg backs down pretty quickly. Oh, he's a bully. You're right, Henry. You just got to punch that bully right in the nose, just like Mom told you. 
This is, I like I like when people decide that wh- how they feel is how everybody feels. Here's a good example of that. This guy just leans into his condescending personality, and it seems to rub most people the wrong way. <laughs> Sorry, money. The jury is in. No one likes I'm leaning you. into this. Maybe like a few people out there do, but most people it. don't like it. He probably only could. Oh, when you go on the show, Greg could go after you, but he probably only continues to come on because uh, because he works with Dan on another show and they need to keep some semblance of a healthy professional. Yeah, relationship. There's, there's so, one thing about me. I you heard know, that. Thin skin, thin skin. You, you rub me the wrong way and we'll never talk again. <laughs> <laughs> I, do not. I just I was delighted by all this in spite of the fact that I caught strays. Like he's the same as Damashek, not likable. Like, what, what did I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I have nothing to do with any of this. Anyway, final verdict there. Handsome. What what do you recommend? What do you sentence money to? Uh, I I know, think I Spaghetti, think to his to his credit, not not really bringing charges. You know, it's sort of the uh, yeah. No, look, I think I think it's a it's a here. it's a um, pretty simple sentence. Um, I do think that he is going to have to serve this time. Eddie's uh, as of last weekend attended twenty two Pearl Jam concerts. I think number twenty three money is going with Eddie. No, no. Um, and and oh! that, that is that's the sentence is that um, the two of them go and enjoy <laughs> a pol- the next Pearl Jam show in L.A. or in a, a locale around here together. Uh, and Eddie gets has to show money why it's such a, an amazing experience. I think that's probably the fairest way for money to, to pay his dues. That's nice. You know, I'm I, listen. <laughs> When uh, when 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 daughter comes on and Eddie and I are arm in arm and we're having a great I'm going, hello, restless. And I'm looking at him right in the eye. I'm going to say, this is this is we owe Hank. We we owe this to Hank, Eddie. This is because of Hank. You and I here in this moment. Wouldn't that be great? I'm serious. This has to happen. This isn't I'm this. I'm not messing around. How long did they play the other night, Eddie? What is it like a three hour show? Uh, it's shorter, actually, which a lot of uh, fans have been really upset about. They've cut down their set okay, list. So maybe and, this is uh, doable. Blank. It's sold out. They're, it's sold out. Getting, everyone's all the hardcores are getting mad that it's only like two hours, 20 minutes instead of like three hours. No more 35 song sets, <laughs> uh, which is a, a slightly disappointing. But again, really great time. And I, I was wrong counting. Uh, I saw 24. Oh, yeah. So come on, Henry. Number 24. 20, 24 will be uh, in 10 days from now in Los okay. How much? How much did you at any point look at uh, one of the guys around you and go enough of this gigaton shit i mean come on enough no, of this i like the new stuff i like the new stuff a lot i what i don't like is when they play the same they they mix in a couple of like you know staples of the set list and they repeated those which was a little frustrating but i, I can't complain i hate i i don't like i don't like people who do that i don't like song chasing i'm just there for the experience and it was a great experience <laughs> song no. song chase. yeah people do what is song, people what is to, song chasing well, people, and not just for them, people who follow any band, they go to try to check off boxes. And uh, I, I, at an early age, like going to a ton of shows, I like stop doing that because it just makes the it makes the experience way worse. Uh, trying to like check, you don't just go enjoy where you're. And you're it's interesting for, talking you know? about going and enjoying what you pay for. I noticed that a lot of them, you then will film the whole song and put it on social media. Are you enjoying that moment, or are you enjoying? That's why, a great why? question. I think that's, that's a great question. Yes. I love going and seeing, but I don't feel the need to then share that. Yeah, I'm like, I, I do the same it. thing in sports. Am I, I say this now, or am I? I'm like, why, I'm filming my arms. Right. Why are you videotaping? Why are you right? If you're at the game, 
Then you'll be able, you can DVR and watch it Which again for the rest of the your concert, life. Why so would I understand, you need? But like, but why? Like, do you actually go back and watch uh, those videos even again? Then. Uh, I well, because also I'm taller. Our friend Christian Anderson used to work at the NFL. He actually got height shamed at the first show because he was in front of he's like six five. <laughs> I have that issue. And women, women behind him were like, "Can you please move?" And he's like, "I like literally can't. Security won't let him." And then uh, so I besides me being tall. I just feel very strange, like my phone out. So I would take a couple pictures quick on like songs I've seen 20 times, or I took a quick 30 second video, but I'm not recording full songs uh, at all. Cause I feel it weird. And plus like the community is pretty good about someone will record the entire show. And it's, I mean, the show's already on YouTube anyway. So like, I don't need really to, to have that much. Is it, uh, in the media. case of Eddie versus money, I, I think as the psych if, if I if you seat me as a psychologist uh, for uh, my opinion on this, I would say maybe money. I think this is part of the human condition. What you maybe don't love about yourself, maybe in your younger self, and you feel you've moved on. Have you ever been around kids? teens who now look back or preteens are ashamed that they like Caillou. So they, so they go overboard with how much they hate it now. Like, Oh, that's so lame. I'd say maybe money as a deadhead in hit when he was the same age as spaghetti was chasing. He was song chasing boxer rain, <laughs> right? Stuff like that. And maybe you see my, uh, spaghetti doing it now with a different band and maybe you don't like it. Or maybe you maybe, wish, like, maybe, maybe like your own mortality is coming into that focus. could be a midlife crisis. I wish I yeah. could do what Eddie's doing. He yeah. gets to go to all these shows. I know I can't go to grateful dead shows anymore because instead right. of chasing songs, I chase sheets of acid and bags of shrooms and that can't happen at 48 years old now. So, so uh, that's perhaps that's Says uh, who? It, it, it never ended well at any of those shows. So, you know, the next commissioner of the NFL, yeah. you're above the law now. If we I, all would, are. Would, would you permit me? And uh, listen, if I upset, uh, if I upset Eddie, my apologies. I thought it was good banter there's, back and forth, but uh, I don't want to upset there's no the community. Upset for me again. It's, there's not an, an, an Well, you were upset about one thing. I wasn't upset. Eddie. You didn't like his. You were upset about one thing, and now Handsome has to make another. Well, hold on, but are you going to do? No, I was literally saying I'm, I'm not upset. I just think, and I think it's like unfair that, like, the, like I said, the Reddit community taking shots at you guys is ridiculous. There's no, there was no need for that. It's just, okay. it's like we've been friends for for years and years and years. Like, I, I again, do not care what music a single person likes. Don't care what sports teams a person likes. Like, I it just doesn't matter to me. So I'm fine. Well, no, no, no. That's the one thing that you were a little upset about. Handsome, how do you think about this? We said, well, we said, well, money, if you could only see one band get to play one time, who would it be? Do you know what he said? The Smiths. I didn't care about that at all. Said I you. said, no, 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 Sal or someone made a comment about that. I didn't care. Money, like, whatever. I just said, like, if it's my so now choice. He's being benevolent. To pick like, that's you, fine. That's money. That's he's he is entitled to that. I want him to be happy. That's how yeah, I become yeah, the villain. Because you set me up, Dave, to be the villain. You say, <laughs> hey, do you believe this? I told Eddie he not could go me. to see two championships in me. person. And he said he'd rather go to Pearl Jam shows. And then I get all wound up and I'm like, well, what? He would do what? Yeah, that's, and then that's basically. And then it. Eddie comes back when I say, "Listen, now if you're telling me that that Johnny Marr and and Morrissey are going to get back together and they're going to be on stage because it's never going to happen and, and for the rest of time, yeah, then okay, I will I will swear off ever seeing a championship again because it's one of my all time favorite bands and there is zero chance that they're ever getting on a stage together. So I will do that. I would subscribe to that. But would you still? Would you do? Would you actually swap it for those championships? Yes. That I would. Yeah. That and that is where Eddie and I are are uh, are like minded. For me, there is something romantic about 
uh, time and place and music and being in a certain spot when you hear a certain song at a certain time, be it live or for the first time, it has always resonated with me more yeah. than any sporting event has. Like those it are my has to be with the right people, though. Yes, I, I think you're right. You know, I, I wouldn't want to go and do experience that by my like anything. If you experience it by yourself, you're like, right. oh, that was cool. I was there, but I have no one to share that. To moment share with. that with. And it, right. did it actually happen, or is it, it only matters to you? Oh, when you heard the guitar riff, uh, a little Jerry Maguire, a little uh, handsome uh, on the other, come out clean on the other side. He realizes you need people to be around for these things. Yeah, that's right. It's funny. This entire episode. Uh, of of Eddie versus money led me to uh, look back at my past, and that's exactly right. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say jealous, but right. It did cause me to reflect on when I was Spaghetti's age. That was my entire life was going out to see live music at all the great small and large venues around Chicago and their treasured memories, uh, for sure. I still think it's weird though that if you could win, cha- your four four teams of your choosing win titles in back to back years. I would give up anything to see that because it would just be the best because of exactly what you're talking about. My family would be over the moon. I would, you know, my friends and family in Pittsburgh and other ones would be, look how would, upset he is uh, that this topic would be full has come for up another again. generation. <laughs> You've done it again. I want to <laughs> no, read something. I, okay. I, I Somehow read you turned something. it let back me on me. Because we know our man Eddie is a wordsmith right. and he just has a way with tweets. There are certain tweets that resonate with me and they make me excited. When I see them in the moment, I start cackling and I go back and I revisit them time and time again. And this one in the midst of the Rangers dropping game one to the Penguins. I mean, it was a a diamond bullet right between the freaking eyes, Eddie, when you fired this one off. Sometimes I think I'll just never see certain teams win and that's fine. Whatever. (laughs) it's courageous spaghetti celebrates his 30th birthday in the worst way possible his favorite team that he would most want to see win a championship of all the teams he roots for the rangers listen i'm you're certainly not going to get me to announce that the series is over but it's got to be bad times in spaghetti's heart i want to talk about this the big news of of tuesday is the play-by-play announcement. This has been one of the big off-season things. If pro football wide receivers aren't getting paid out, uh, which they are, uh, broadcast booths are just now overflowing with insane amounts of money. I mean, really on par with what these NFL wide receivers, Devontae Adams is making less than Tom Brady's going to make when he retires to move to the broadcast booth with Fox. Of course, this on the heels of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman jumping onto Monday Night Football and beyond. I guess my first question is, Money, for you, is does it surprise you that people care this much, that the audience cares? Because I don't think that these executives are are just that delusional that they don't get what people tune in for. There, There's clearly there mountains of, of research that, that provides, you know, uh, that, that validates them paying that kind of bank for guys. It just hit, hits me as like, it matters so, that much to anybody. Like to me, it's it's uh, what what would it be? It's the dog chasing the, the the tail wagging the dog, the snake eating its tail. Like you spend so much money on these games. Number one, right? They're the most expensive. It's the most expensive programming in America to buy NFL football games. Number one, and then number two, they're the most watched broadcasts in all of America. Not sporting events, broadcasts. 
they watch these NFL games more than anything else. So when you multiply, okay, I've got this multi-billion dollar entity that hundreds of millions of people are watching every single year. I got to put on my best suit. I got to get a fresh haircut. I, I, I can't wheel out. And it's, and I think, you know, we could go through a list of people that call games that I think are great at it, that I would be totally fine with. But I think the executives feel as though this has to be a special event every week because 35 million people are watching as great as Greg Olson is uh, in his young career. I've got to, I got to have Troy Aikman in there. I've got to have Tony Romo in there. And now I've got to have Tom Brady in there because that's what the money says I need. And that's what the viewership says I need. It has to be worthy of a name uh, of a stature in, in order for it to all fit perfectly for this puzzle to come together. That's what we have to advertise this as it's not just, you know, the, the chargers and the chiefs doing battle. It's the chargers and chiefs with Tom Brady and Kevin Burkhardt on the call for Fox. You know, like that to me is is why they feel the need to do it. I get the prestige, but the but the irony to me is is that it often leads to a diminished product, a more vanilla down the middle kind of product. Then I get why you would want to not offend as big a chunk of the audience as possible. It feels like that's kind of the goal because to your boy, Greg Olson is right. better. We don't know what Tom Brady's even going to be yet. Greg Olson's as good as it gets. And nobody 40 seconds in is thinking like, you know why I like Greg Olson? Man, he could catch those Cam Newton passes good. That has nothing. Chaz Barkley, as I've said a million times, is not great because he is a Hall of Fame basketball player. It's because he's a, a captivating personality. When I, his I agree. Mic I mean, hot, to, right? to Money's Handsome? point, though, I think it's also the people who are making these decisions are part. Because uh, Money, you, I think you're putting it on fans are saying that, or there's an expectation. It's the echo chamber of ten people who will wind up actually making these decisions, believing that that's necessary as well. I don't right. think. 95% of mm. people who turn on a football game on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever, have any idea, even after they've turned it on and listened to it for 15 minutes, who it is that's calling the games. They're definitely not making appointments to watch TV because people are, are on the call. So, But I think that there are a handful of people who are the decision makers who believe that that is the case, and therefore uh, it's a self-perpetuating yeah. thing where it has to happen that way. That's what I'm speaking to. Yeah, yeah. Hank. You, you, exactly. It's uh, that's what I was saying. It's like we, we paid all this money. We've got it's all these eyeballs. Now we have to give them. Right. You know, we have to. And, I, and when I say them, I mean, they feel like, oh, they we feel, have yeah, to be, represent no, ourselves yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. You and I are, are speaking the same language here. I, but think I do Tom think, Brady's yeah, a, I do think a, people a will. Charismatic guy. I do He's think when Brady is on, Adam, I think, but, you know, whatever, whenever that actually happens, I think people will tune in to start with. To listen to Tom, is he good at this? I mean, you know, and, and let's be honest, some people because of his NFL career and the teams he's played for might be hoping that he's not good at it because right. so that they can point at the thing that Tom Brady's not good at. Uh, I, I sincerely hope he is. I think, you know, the NFL, I guess there's a, there's a handful of sports broadcasters who cut through more than just being the people that call the game. Madden was obviously one of them. There are, there are commentators in different sports that, you know, over time have been those guys. But I think if you look at, and I'm talking about the NFL, I'm talking about soccer, I'm talking, you know, I can speak for the UK, cricket's a sport I watch a lot where there have been some broadcasters who cut through. There aren't very many of them around now in any sport because I think that kind of singular kind of viewing 
moment has passed by to some extent. Well, I think you're right. And I think also that um, on some level, you know, what money does, Matt Money Smith and Daniel Jeremiah calling the Chargers games on the radio is more essential right. stuff to some percentage of the audience than the TV viewers. Because how many of those people are watching by themselves? Uh, probably a bigger percentage than than we realize. But still, a lot of people are in bars. They're with, they're in rooms with uh, six chums or whatever watching the games. The the play by play is completely inessential. And as far as that goes, money. Do you think the model? What's kind of surprising or kind of um, it's like cognitive uh, dissonance or whatever from these network executives saying like, well, we got to pay top dollar to get the best. When it feels to me like the model is shifting towards the Manning cast, or am I wrong about that? That people will seek to find compelling personalities in a breezier atmosphere if they're looking at the game and if they're in their cars, in the stadium or outside, then they need Matt Money Smith in their ear. You know, I think they're still the trying action. to figure it out. You know, I think that's why you're you're hearing the rumors of, of how Amazon is, you know, chasing Pat McAfee to try to get that experience. You know, can we have like a, you know, a broadcast and, and will that work? And I think like, you know, we were doing NFL UK, you know, every Monday night. So it was hard for me to follow the Manning cast, um, you know, but when I did, I would try to monitor it a little bit because it would get so much run on social media. Like, I don't think. I think it's awesome in chunks. It's freaking so cool to just be in the living room with those guys chopping up, but then it has lulls. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't, you can't watch three hours of the Manning cast. Like that doesn't work. Not, you're in. not if you're interested in the game as well. Right. Exactly. So. That's well, even if you're interested in the game, I think they can be pretty compelling about it. But I think that yeah. if it's your team, right. it's a tune because you lose the atmosphere of the of the of the crowd and otherwise. But yeah, it does feel like things are kind of shifting in that, like you I know, say, kind of more casual atmosphere. So it's weird that at the same time you're watching top dollar, you know, insane break the bank kind of dollar. And I don't know, like a more I don't conventional know how interesting this is for the for the people listening, you know, or if this is you know, no, I just, it's just the three of us having a conversation. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but like to me, I wonder if they look at think about how CBS was viewed, you know, the NFL on CBS prior to Tony Romo's arrival. It was kind of stiff. It's like, oh, you know what? That Fox more, you know, the Fox pregame is so much more fun. It's just a better production. And, you know, and then you get Nance and Sims and that's kind of stiff. And and then all of a sudden Tony Romo shows up. And everyone's talking about CBS. Everyone's talking about how awesome is Tony Romo. This is so much better. This is the best thing we've seen. So I think that that sort of seminal football broadcast moment, I think, led to everybody else to freak out. Like, wait a minute. Nobody was talking about Jim Nance and Phil Sims. Nobody. Like, there was no one saying, "You got this is so great. How much fun is it to watch this? We've got to find our Tony Romo because yeah. we want them to talk about our broadcast that way. And they're not, and they used to. And I, that's gotta be Troy Aikman doesn't do that, but I would expect Tom Brady to be able to do the thing Romo does. Yeah. Which is and also just, as I say, the, the curiosity factor of like, is Brady going to be, it took us, it took us a few weeks collectively to decide that Tony Romo was, was as good as everyone did in, in that first year that he did it. And Fox is definitely counting on people saying, okay, there's two games on at 1 p.m. 
I don't know which one I want to watch, but this one has Tom Brady on. I've heard Romo. He's great, but I don't want to, I want to hear what, what Brady's doing. Yeah. Handsome, I'll start with you, but money, obviously you were influenced to some degree and made your life out of it, but Handsome, growing up watching Marino on TV, watching your Premier League or otherwise, who who stands out to you as your favorite? What would be your dream booth? Pick two or three people you'd most love to hear, and you can't name money and, and uh, Dan Meyer. Um, good qualifier. People you know. For what sport? Like, I'm, there are people, that's hard to... I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Like, I'm who's calling? Were you getting the feed? Were you getting the American broadcast? The I mean, so so Madden and Summerall was then the same way that, that you it. guys grew up with it. That was it. Like that, that was it. That was, and that's what I mean. Like that was that w- w- did seem like it was set apart from other broadcast crews. I don't think we have that right now. Yeah. Um, I love the I love the quality of voice though of guys more like Charlie Jones and Don Cricky, which I'm sure seventy five percent of the audience doesn't know who those guys are at this point. But they just had classic Matt Money Smith kind of you know play by play guy voices. You know they, they they sounded like they should be in that spot that they were. But I think it's to me much what I hold uh, uh, more important to me and I'm more sentimental about is obviously the the provincial guys, you know, I, I grew up listening to those guys, to Mike Lang call Penguins games and Myron Cope on uh, doing the color mm-hmm. on Steelers games. Those are more important to me than any national oh, yeah. voice. Is that true for you? 100%, though, Money yeah. Up? I mean, for me, Chicago, you know, and those guys, it, it wasn't even, uh, and I think, you know, this kind of goes back to our, our conversation about music, right. And just time and place and growing up and, and being impressionable. And, you know, for me, I was, you know, sort of a latchkey kid, you know, my grandma didn't drive, but she had to raise us, you know, for the most part. So when I came home at two twenty every day, the Cubs game was on, you know, so I would sit with, with grandma Zudok and watch Harry Carey and Steve Stone. And like it was the, you know, to this day, I'll, I'll defend it to the death. I'll die on that island because of my experience. They were like my babysitters, you know, listening to Harry get drunk by the fourth inning. And Steve Stone, Steve Stone was like Romo before Romo. Like it was uncanny, you know, what Stoney was able to predict. Like, oh, he's got him set up for the backdoor slider. Watch this. And then here it comes. And, oh, I don't like where he's set up in the box. He's moved up a little bit. He's going to pop this to the right side. There's and there it is. And like that was, you know, that. So I think I think for anyone it's and I'd be interested to talk to, you know, like Eddie, be Eddie, if you want to pop back in here. Like, I don't know if I don't know if the young, you know, the the generation or two behind us, I don't know if they had that in football, like the way we had Summerall and Madden. Like that meant something. Like when you were watching Madden and Summerall, I bet that's I I predict that you know I mean the national broadcast days. I mean mean the national broadcast like we had with NFL football beyond the local, like you said, the provincial stuff. Like I did, I did feel some sort of connection when Madden and Summerall were calling a game. It felt cool, and I was in. Yeah, it felt bigger, and I don't know if Hmm. they feel that with with Buck and Aikman or if they felt that way. I mean, Eddie, did you feel like was there any NFL broadcast that you would watch that you felt like it was bigger than than others? 
I guess just like the primetime game. I mean, Madden, I like sort of the you know, Madden mostly with like Al Michael. Yeah. I think that that was probably the the big one. I think for New Yorkers, like we've been kind of spoiled too, with even like regional stuff. Like, you're, you know, the, the, one of the best players in Rangers history now does MSG Network. We have Walt Clyde Frazier, obviously, is one of the most famous announcers, does Knicks games. Uh, I think with Yankees, seeing guys like A-Rod and around, like I guess the one big name in sports that the New Yorkers haven't had is like Derek Jeter. Like Derek Jeter is such a guarded, boring guy. If he was forced into a position where like, all right, you got to do Yankee games now with Michael Kay and hearing him talk for three hours a night, I think every New York or every Yankees fan, even people nationally would be like, oh, I have to hear what Jeter says because he never speaks. But uh, I, yeah, I think re- like people my age, it, it's it's like Romo. Romo was really the, I think the first one to make waves and be like he actually is cool because he predicts the plays and i think brady will have the same effect too where it's like you're going to want to hear brady tell a story that he's never told before so i think that's the the difference if he could just do the trick because as we always point to everybody always said oh anybody could do what romo's doing they just thought it was inappropriate or whatever and yet Five or whatever years later, nobody else has replicated that. Greg Olson, maybe to some degree of like, here's what's about to happen here. I think if you put Romo in a booth with Howard Cosell and Al Michaels, I think that would thread the needle for all of time. Michaels, imagine oh, imagine yeah. Al and, and Cosell going back and forth, talking about gambling, putting a little bit of loot down on uh, this and that. Okay, couple couple game of life things, and then uh, we'll call it a day. First of all, Handsome, we we talked about it. Perhaps it was too saccharine for money and for some of the audience. But uh, you know, would you rather, as you depart now, you've made you've made many friends. You know, people who got to know Handsome Hank were lucky when you when I. You know, we talk about where the bands are concerned. Um, you know, listening to a band. I think the root of the of Pearl Jam conflict between money and spaghetti was that he's like. Uh, money said i was i saw pearl jam when there were nine other people in this little club but don't, don't tell me about pearl jam i was there at the beginning that's a little how i feel about <laughs> handsome Fair point. i was in early now the world will celebrate him but i got it before most people did i'm not turning away from handsome i'm just pointing out i was in on it before the but before most people were but as you depart you'll be remembered as a great guy would you rather be remembered as the best in field when you die Best in field or oh, definitely oh, that's as good a guy as you'll ever know. <laughs> that's not true. He asks no, for an answer. That, you, you give it, you, and then you, he you, tells you that's incorrect. Really? You think that's you want to take that? <laughs> you, I thought I because I thought about it, and of course the easy answer is yeah, I'd like to be like, but if I don't you're, think you, I don't think you, leave. you know, there are pl- Howard Cosell's a great example. It's like not known as a great guy. Nobody thought oh, that Cosell. Right, like, people he, still he, talk he about specific- him to this day, right? Ty Cobb, a hundred years a later, everybody knows Ty Cobb. He wasn't a good field. guy. Doing my job, like if it, if it's just me doing my job, really. Oh, when you're the commissioner of the NFL, no one's going to you're the commissioner of the NFL, Henry. And 20 years after your run as commissioner, would you want them to say, especially think about this. Look, this is the most important commissioner in the history of sports because he grew an American game to where it now reaches all of these international local American football is no longer known as American football because it reaches every corner of the world and it's supplanted. It's usurped soccer. 
as the world's game, as the beautiful game. And it's all because of Henry Hodgson. And then after well, that, they say that's that, a different thing, but that's not, that's not, but that's not going to be, but that's what we're yeah. talking about. That's the kind of, that's the kind of impact you can have when you become commissioner of the NFL, the but man that changed everything. Of the NFL. So well, that's that now. But if you grow the game, if it gets a foothold, if, if a team moves to London and a team moves to Munich and a team moves to Mexico or any combo of that, the guy who will be making who will be stepping up to the podium to talk about it, maybe introduced by his best friend, Roger Goodell, will be handsome Hank Hodgson. And I'll thank you, by the way, <laughs> to be introduced that way going forward. No more of this. Henry it definitely guy. is. Um, that should be your big takeaway. I, I, maybe I could do both. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. I oh. could do both. You got to step on people. You got to step on people. If you do both, Henry, that it'll stinks. never happen. You've got to step on people. You've got to kick them aside. You've got to push them out of the way. That's the only way things happen in the world. It's a sad reality. It is. It's just the way it works. You either have to be a complete jerk and make a difference and leave your imprint on the world, or you're just another right? one of, you know what? This as true? great we of an do? executive as he oh, was, no. he was an even better guy. <laughs> that's which which lot will you pull that's what you have to ask yourself i think we all want that to be true that we'd all we all of course it occurs to you well of course i want to be for people to say wow what a fella what a great guy what a great hang but i think you know existentially or actually once your existence comes and goes yeah. You're gone. It won't really matter, which is, I guess, the the turn of it is that 100 years, you're not going to be around to hear it. But there's something to, I think, deep down, if you hook somebody up to a lie detector and they were forced to answer that, they would be like, if they really reflect on it, they'd say, hey, people That's are still talking example. about it. How about not that? I mean, Hitler's How about not that? It's not a perfect example. Yeah. How did you mind John Adams? Hitler at the end of that? bad guy. I'm trying to think of an American. Jeez. I'm to, that's not a good way to be remembered. I'm well, to I'm not a politician. Let's go. Let's not go in the lane of politics. If you steer clear mind. of that, you're probably going to be better served. Um, True enough. All right. Scratch that. Scratch that last one. La last thing, handsome. Give everybody a bit of optimism or pessimism either way. And then money, it's your, your turn. The Dolphins. In the AFC East, all of a sudden, I mean, I've predicted that the Patriots have a real shot of finishing last in that division, and I don't even think that's that bold to take if you look at the other teams in the division there. Dolphins, how many wins ten. will they get uh, this season? Bill's a heavy B favorite. Bill's a pretty heavy favorite wins. to win that division. It's not, it's not a um, very nice playing? schedule. What, uh, what divisions are they playing this year, Henry? Do you know off the top of your mind? I don't know off the top, top of, of my your mind. head. Let's look I it know up. that it's... it's um, it's uh, it's not um, an easy one. Um, the Dolphins. Uh, uh, they're playing the AFC West. NFC North. So you got the Why? Packers, and then I think you know three beatable teams. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. And the AFC uh, West. AFC right? North. No, North. Okay. So that's a tough one there. <laughs> Bengals, Ravens. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. We'll see can, you, Hank. We'll pick see it. you soon, handsome Hank. Yes, That'll he be can. a fun one. Uh, I'm over the moon about it, by the way. Just over the moon. I think it's dynamite. It says it says something great. This is doing it, I don't know, the right way, but the cool way. If you're from Pittsburgh, to draft the Pittsburgh kid, heaven. Uh, Matt Money Smith, Chargers, how many wins will they get this year? And am I sure. correct? If the Bills, I know, are the prohibitive, not prohibitive, but th they are the favorite to go to the Super Bowl this year, I'm sticking with I'm rolling it over. 
Chargers remain. In lieu of my an answer to that, I would like to AFC. submit How this you? for your approval. Ah, hold on. Okay. Hey, Kent, Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage. It's on World News, and I'm hoping that the Supreme Court doesn't overturn Roe versus Wade. I mean, I'm pro-choice. I mean, if somebody's raped, I don't know why they would want to have that baby, but whatever. That's personal, but okay. Yeah, Dave Chappelle got attacked. i got to listen to this. Bye-bye. What the hell? What rain? Why did we just talk for so long? She's covered all the headlines in about about 17 seconds. It is the best one ever. She bookends it. You want it again? You guys want it one more time? Sure. You guys want it it one more time? Here we go. This is our pal, Ken Brown's mom. It's on World News. And I'm hoping that the Supreme Court doesn't overturn Roe versus Wade. I mean, I'm pro-choice. I mean, if somebody's raped, I don't know why they would want to have that baby, but whatever. That's personal. But okay. Yeah, Dave Chappelle got attacked. I got to listen to this. Bye-bye. Eddie Spaghetti, I don't know what strings we need to pull, but we need to get Uh. Kent Brown's mom doing the headlines 30 second daily headlines for us in the meantime love doing uh, it money great time love you always uh appreciate you making the the time for us as always i'm glad we could make peace that's his gift right you You know what i'm gonna read one more eddie tweet from may 5th uh, on my way out if you don't mind the penguins are just total pieces of garbage <laughs> well, I'm glad that the Penguins hit Sidney Crosby, their villainous hero, Sidney Crosby, could bring you two oh. together. It's the weirdest thing that people Love hate it. that guy. But all right. Thank you, Matt Money Smith. You're the best. Handsome Hank. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, happy trails. We'll certainly uh, have one more uh, meal at least before you depart. Well, if Eddie um, comes, we'll, we'll have two we'll more have meals. to get one more of those in. But in the meantime, uh, <laughs> Great, <laughs> great times as always uh, with the uh, the most requested by far and away group to join us here on the show. I mean, by far and away. No offense to anybody else. This is everybody's favorite. I hope you hear why. Great now. to see you guys. Happy trails, handsome. We're over the moon for you, Pally. All right, spaghetti. Let's uh, let's give some quick picks here. We gave you our Pens Rangers pick. Well, I didn't give you my pick. I don't feel good. I don't like making picks about this. I continue to be stunned by the results of this series. I'm going to go over. I said the over before uh, game four. I'm going to continue with that. Louis Domingue, I don't understand where this guy came from. The fact that the Rangers only generated 24 shots on goal is the stunning thing. As I say, the Penguins are not some airtight hockey team. Um, Nevertheless, at some point, I got to figure Cinderella's slipper, the other glass slipper is going to fall or mixing metaphors there. And we'll allow a couple softies in there. Shesterkin's not playing at his level from the season. That adds up to going over. So maybe uh, both of us can sit there and root for a lot of goals, if nothing else, in that one. But let's move on, Eddie Spaghetti, to the Caps and Panthers. You mentioned you're surprised by this one. I don't think you're that surprised. The way the Panthers play, they're not a defensive team. They're a little soft between the pipes. Maybe that's what you would say about the Penguins. But, um, you know, the Caps... 
came within a whisker of going up 3-1 in that one. Panthers get a late goal to force the OT, and then they get one in the OT. How say you going into uh, game five there? Back in South Beach, um, the Panthers minus 225 on the money line. The Caps plus 184. That sounds pretty good. Total on that one, six and a half. Well, you're right. They are softing the pipes. Uh, they are soft defensively. If the Florida Panthers are going to win the game, it's because they have to score five, six, maybe even seven goals. Uh, I think after we saw how the series has gone so far, maybe now coming back home to Sunrise, Florida, the Panthers are like, okay, we understand what kind of team this Caps team is. Uh, the Panthers have been obviously one of the best teams in hockey all year long. The Caps, I really had no faith in even being around in this series. I thought maybe it would go five games at most. So this is kind of a shock to me. But I think if we're going to get a really high offensive output for uh, a team uh, for the, this series, I think the Panthers, ten, uh, when they play this game, will probably score in that five, six goal range. And I think I would lay the goal and a half here i think they're finally this is the game we're like okay the panthers figured it out they're back on track at home this is a really good time to do it obviously to go three games to two so i have faith in the panthers winning this game and surviving the series uh we park our cars in the same garage i think they just looked death in the eye they were about to be put out there the empty net goal attempt um hit the post and uh, gave the panthers new life there and i think they don't look back here i think they win the next two to salt the series away the other one you mentioned the flames at the top of the show not looking that great against the stars i think the flames also righted this ship there and in fact i've been you know you know i've uh, enjoyed them all season long from a betting standpoint i say lay the goal and a half there flames back up in the saddle dome plus 120 if they win by two goals or more how say you on that game total on that one a lowly five and a half why because uh, the two teams have uh, i mean four one on uh, on monday night but not exactly lighting it up on the scoreboard these two teams so far yeah, I, I, I'm i going to probably go with Calgary at home here. I'm not sure if I'd lay the goal and a half, maybe go on the money line. Uh, I just think Dallas matches up with them really well. I mean, Dallas went from a team that was gearing up to trade away pieces. Uh, you know, Pavelski comes to mind at the deadline, and then they go and play so well. Obviously, they get in a, in a position where they're making a, a playoff run, and now they have uh, Calgary, which is like, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, if the Avalanche aren't making it from the, the West, it's going to be Calgary. I know you're high in the Flames. Um, I think a 4-1, a big, decisive game for a victory does help the spirits uh, of Calgary because obviously you don't want to go down 3-1 and sweeping by be a little uh, you know suspect for that team. But I think they'll win another close, gritty one here uh, at home. But uh, this is a tough, tough series. And I think even if Calgary wins this one, which I'll go with, uh, I still don't think uh, – this series may go seven. I still think Dallas fights back because they just have uh, – they're a, a hockey team that just has no quit in them. And they, you know, they're not as deep as other teams in the West. But uh, when they're on, they're, they're, they're pretty good at uh, all phases of the game. So I think this is a fun series to watch. They are, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's been, it's been a little snoozy in stretches because of the style of the two teams, but I hear what you're saying. And I do think for the, for the watch standpoint, I, I wish I had uh, the tweeters uh, name at my fingertips here, but he pointed out it's, it's a pretty big upset. The Rangers and Penguins both have great uniforms, but I think the best uniform matchup of the first round here is stars and flames. Those flames, when they wear the white sweaters on the road, which they really should be wearing at home. That's a, and I don't love the stars uniforms, but put against the flames, it's a it's a, a nice watch aesthetically, if nothing else. I say take the flames, like I say, goal and a half. And I think that, you know, though given the the way the game is opening up, 
across the league, even in these playoffs, this is the one series where that hasn't been the case. I think uh, they get with the times here uh, and combine to go six goals or more there. Um, and uh, one other sport very quickly, it's uh, called basketball, pro basketball, Bucks, Celtics, that series is dandy. Both teams wearing green. Al Horford, much like Sidney Crosby, year 35 of his life uh, found the uh, fountain of youth against uh, Giannis and company in the last game. Celts back at home, minus five and a half total on this one, 214 and a half. How say you, Spaghetti? Ooh, uh, five and a half is steep. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the winner of this game five will end up winning the series. Uh, Sullick's at home. I know that they're both dealing with some injuries now again. I know that stuff uh, Rob Williams had flared up. But, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Boston. Boston's going to win this game. Um, you know, they are a well-coached team and I, I just think the, the star power of, of Giannis kind of doing everything, it, it's just not sustainable. So I, I like Boston at home. Yeah. I mean, they did, they did an admirable job without Middleton, but it is, it does feel like maybe it's catching up with them ever so slightly. Yes. I will stick with the six and lay the five and a half. Lastly, the dubs paying a visit to Memphis Grizzlies hung tough on Monday night. I was surprised. Uh, Sal and Marty both said, uh, uh, take the Grizz plus the 10, 10 and a half. I didn't listen. They were right. I am wrong. Um, here I say Golden State, though, is the superior team. I say that they continue to uh, to move forward in their push against Memphis. I We don't know right now if Jaws even going to be out there. But, boy, to their credit, the Grizzlies really do a pretty capable job without the, their clear-cut best player out there. But I'll take the dubs on the road, uh, minus two and a half. I'll say you. Yeah, I mean, I did bet, like I mentioned before in an earlier pod, I did bet on the Grizzlies on FanDuel in Arizona. Obviously, would like to see them go on to make me uh, quite a rich man, but uh, I'd be dumb to go pick against uh, the Warriors. I mean, obviously, even winning a game without Steve Kerr, I'm not sure how much the head coach being there matters, but they still got it done. And uh, with John Morant, his health in question, it's, it's just, I mean, if they don't have him, it's a lost cause. And Golden State, uh, I think, is going to advance now four to one. Come on, Spaghetti! Bet on the bet, bet your Rangers to win the series. You'll make some I, real I, money I, out I, of it. I did bet them to win the series already, and when but they I were, know, uh, but you're not at these odds. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have faith. I, I think there's honestly a better shot. You could see the the Grizzlies come back from three to one. The Rangers, the way they've been snake bit. Well, keep in mind the pens are made out of glass. I, I tweeted last night, nobody get hurt. And uh, Randy Bauman, our pal over there at DVE in Pittsburgh, said, why would you say that? I said, they've been getting hurt without me ever pointing out don't get hurt. I'm just trying to put some good vibes out into the air. I hope you got some good vibes uh, on your 30th birthday there. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, hope everybody enjoyed listening to our oldest pals around, Matt Money Smith and handsome Hank Hodgson. And we'll be back in just a couple of days with uh, another of our old pals, a uh, an emerging star here in the podcasting game. His name is Kevin Hench. He'll give us a breakdown of the Celts and Bucks and beyond. We'll look forward to that one. Until then, for Eddie Spaghetti and the other two guys I just mentioned there, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs> 